Hello and welcome to episode 117 of the Live to Walk Again podcast. My name is Jeremy Dixon, your host as always, and with me today have guests. I have co-hosts right here in the building, Brandon Stevens, say hello to the people. And Jay, what's up man? Ricardo, how you doing? A little burnt from last week still. You okay? Well, you know, you roasted us. So, <laughs> man, hey, have man, some I mercy. Was, <laughs> yeah. I was, it was just, it was jokes, guys. It's all love here. And you know, I thought Brandon twenty twenty two was going to be a kinder, more gentler year. Yeah. Well, but, he uh, wanted to end twenty twenty one with a bang, I guess. Yeah, I guess yeah, so. Yeah. yeah, he came out with a poker. Yeah. Hot on fire. Don't yeah. worry about anybody else. I mean, <laughs> it's all about you, man. Anyway, you can listen <clears throat> to this podcast anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Uh, we're on Apple, Spotify, TuneIn, wherever. We're everywhere. We're out here. So if you could listen, rate, review, like, share, all that good stuff, we would appreciate it. Uh, you know, I, I did notice that they have a rating button on Spotify now. Do they? So, yeah, they just added huh? that. Like That's a new update? Yeah. I gave us a five-star rating. I'll so. have to do that because, yeah, that... That was. Uh, I don't think anybody else has yet, but I, I gave us a five. I li- I'm a Spotify user, and the for podcasts, the um, user interface sucks. Like Apple is way better at it. It just I pay for Spotify, so mm. I just have everything there. But the for no, me, Spotify, we still love you. We don't music <laughs> for music. I'm definitely like Spotify more, but for podcasts, it, it's hard to find stuff when you save things there. You don't know where to find them. You can't organize things very well, so. It yeah. may, Fix it. Maybe a user problem. No, man. I'm. I. Yeah. I may know not be the squirrel. I'm a millennial, dude. It may not be the squirrel. Maybe the nut. You two old guys over here. <laughs> so. All right. Don't know how to do it. Oh man, I did have to call Brandon's wife yesterday to find out how to make a post on Instagram for something on my Instagram story. Oh. I did not feel good about it, and she called me. She called me an old millennial or something. And I was like, I'm not. I'm not anywhere close to no. millennial. You're not, dude. I'm not, You're not even on the cusp. You're barely on the cusp. <laughs> so don't don't get don't get uh, yeah don't get it twisted. Uh, anyway, so yeah, we have a. An He's inc- from the disco era, man. I don't even go where you're yeah, from, Ricardo. No, no, I'm like on the edge of the boom. <laughs> uh, you know, we have a great great guest today. Enough of this joking around. Um, so a few months ago, we talked about it a little bit on the podcast. Joe Rogan. <clears throat> post made a post about a gel with dancing molecules that could potentially heal spinal cord injuries like neutralize the negative effects immediately after something you know it was it was kind of vague so um i did reach out to uh, professor samuel stupp dr stupp at the uh, at northwestern university who's the the lead um I guess, author of this study that is going on there. And researcher. Mm-hmm. And researcher, yeah. And his office got back to me, and I couldn't believe it. Like, they got back to me right before Thanksgiving. We ended up doing a, a podcast interview right before Christmas, and we're just bringing it out now. But uh, it was incredible, man. Like, he, Dr. Stupp is awesome. Like, he, he had me so fired. I mean the few like the the what they're doing with this study could change everything 
like honestly sing. Like I mean, I'm, that's not. I'm not trying to be, you know, blow smoke. And you mean change everything for spinal cord spinal injuries? Cord, yeah, for, yeah, with spinal cord injuries. Yeah. And what they're they're working on this. It's like a therapeutic, almost, right? It's yeah. A, yeah. It's 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 a they they're working on getting FDA approval right now. Right, right. and so it, it's a basically it's a. Like a serum? polymer is that what he called it in the yeah. in the thing uh, yeah. in, in the interview a polymer that you can inject into uh, the spinal cord injury area and this right now they're only working on uh, acute injuries so brand new injuries and it's basically they're injecting this stuff it rebuilds damaged blood vessels damaged neurons axons all that stuff and promotes cell regrowth right all this i mean and it's just an injectable thing and so they're they're using it on rats right now like you said they're they're getting ready to fd uh put it in for uh, emergency approval by the fda which is pretty exciting yeah and hoping they're hoping that's going to happen this year and he basically said after that that his entire focus now is on chronic spinal cord injuries. So he, he said it's a mission of his life. Yeah, he said he's going to mm. keep. He said he's yeah. going to do this for the rest, for until the, the day he dies. He's yeah, it's his, it's his passion. Studying this. Yeah, and and what's really interesting is that he wasn't even um, looking to do this. Mm-hmm. No, he stumbled across this. Right. right? Yeah. 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 It's so crazy. It's kind of like Dylan McCready too. He wasn't really, I mean, that wasn't his like life's mission or whatever right. until you know it, 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 something happens. To, you know, you just it's it's there's it's kismet or whatever you know whatever you want to call it. Like things just happen to fall into place and like right. we get these awesome doctors and researchers on our team because of that. So yeah, and and see this is the part this is a part of the like the pandemic that always worries me, right? Is like look at all the people that might have been able to come up with something when something like a pandemic comes around and kills all these smart people. Right. It's true. You know, I mean, that's the, you know, I mean, he, the loss of human life is, is great, but it's the loss of the potential that is really hurts mankind. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting way. Of, yeah. It's an interesting way of looking at that. I never really thought of it from that perspective, but it's so yeah. true. Yeah, but I mean, hey, you know, we do we do have Professor Stubb, and we do have mm-hmm. Dylan McCready and these guys, and yeah, yeah, I mean, he just like the the look on his face because obviously I was I did the interview over Zoom, so um, and I should probably just put the video out as well on our YouTube channel that we we never uh, we never do anything with, but uh, he, you know, just like the the excitement in his face really got me excited about this thing and like in his, you can hear it in his voice as well so well oh, yeah at uh, near the end of the interview he's almost yeah. giddy yeah when yeah. you're a researcher you don't want to um exacerbate expectations unless you feel really good about the potential of it it's, you have to be very even keel about um the potential because nothing's fda approved yet so it's really cool to see him so excited about not only the progress they've made for acute injuries but also um what they have coming up for chronic injuries in the future yeah and the not so cute injuries so you would fall into that 
Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Yeah, so you're not and, that good looking anymore, buddy. <laughs> yeah, and you know, this is you know, he made it. When I asked him about like what the goal for this thing was, and he, you know, basically it's to have this liquid polymer, whatever you want to call it, available at any hot, like any trauma hospital. So somebody suffers a spinal cord injury, gets airlifted, gets ambulanced, whatever the case may be, to the hospital, then they give this injection within 48 hours and. They had a lot of success with the mice um, that I was pretty blown away by. The, you know, the the videos, I don't know if you guys saw the videos attached to the article with the, the mice walking after um, a couple, couple two, three weeks, something like that. Yeah, three like weeks, that. yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's exciting, man, if this, if this is really something. And they, they weren't walking perfectly, perfectly, but they were walking pretty damn But they close. weren't going through physical therapy and stuff that's either, true. right? Yeah. You know, right. that's, yeah. So. So, yeah. And that's also, I true. mean, he mentioned that, you know, it could be a range of different functions that one recovers. Right. Um, you know, so it, it's the possibilities may be, the scale may fluctuate, but still. Yeah. And, and you know, I thought, so it's interesting, though, that he... You know, right now they're they're working on this towards acute lower level injuries. Like so, they're just working. They're they're um, damaging these mice spinal cords at a low level injury. So it's like basically like a paraplegic. Right. And going from there, but I mean, yeah, like he makes very clear that um you know that chronic injuries and quadriplegics as well he'll be working with that so all my fellow uh, quadriplegics out there don't get discouraged he's uh dr stuff is going to be uh be working on it he's got your back he's got our back so uh let's get to the interview we'll talk a little bit more about it on the other side sounds good chair this week on the live to walk again podcast we are so excited to visit with dr samuel stuff he is the professor of chemistry, material science and engineering, medicine and biomedical engineering at Northwestern University, as well as the director of the Simpson Query Institute for Bio Nanotechnology at Northwestern University. Dr. Stupp, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be with you today. Thank you. Thank you so uh, the first thing I wanted to ask, I, I don't know how dialed in you are to social media, um, but when Joe Rogan shared your podcast or shared, um, I'm sorry, not your podcast, but your, uh, a, an article that was written about your study, uh, I figure that must have been pretty exciting. Um, you know, how much feedback did you get off, off of that uh, well, we received uh, from uh, a lot of feedback from all the sources that um, covered the, the research. And we were, um, uh, of course, very interested in reaching out to everybody who wrote to us as a result. Uh, and uh, we're still working our way through the responses because there are so many of them. But, but, but we would like to respond to everybody and... Uh, and explain to them further uh, what is it that we have done and uh, what the expectations should be moving forward. So it was uh, really uh, very gratifying for me after so many years of effort on this research 
uh, to uh, realize that this is such a critical societal need. And we would very much like to help everybody that has been afflicted with this problem. Wow, that, that's, a, that's a wonderful thing. We're, we're all, we all have our fingers crossed. So, uh, you know, the first thing I wanted to find out before we, we dig into the, the study that, that you're, you and your team are working on uh, is how did you exactly get involved in the, the spinal cord injury research aspect of chemistry and bio nanotechnology studies and things like that? Like what brought you to spinal cord injury uh, research? Sure. Yes. Uh, so uh, the, the, uh, the beginning uh, of my work in this area takes me back to the early 2000s. Uh, and in 2004, um, we published uh, an article in Science Magazine uh, where uh, we had... Uh, been able to prepare a nanostructure that looks like a filament uh, and that mimics the fibrils or filaments that you normally find outside cells in the human body. And that was a very exciting uh, development. Uh, this was a filament that was created from molecules and it would assemble itself in water uh, and then it could display biological signals on the surface. Uh, I was interested uh, in, at that point, in trying to find um, an interesting target um, for uh, this work, uh, an, in, a, an important clinical target for our discovery. Uh, since the, the paper initially just described how uh, when we exposed the filaments to uh, neural stem cells that were derived from a mouse, it turned them into neurons. And so that was a, a fascinating discovery for us. And, and then I started thinking, how could I, I mean, this is interesting, but how could I actually do something that would actually help people and impact human health? And so it was right then that I started to think about spinal cord injury as a possibility, you know, because we, we discovered, as I said, that we could turn neural stem cells, which were derived from the brain of a mouse, and then we could turn those cells into neurons. Uh, and so there was obviously something very interesting about this signal that we had placed on our filaments. And, and then the next question was, well, if we were to use these filaments uh, as a way to treat spinal cord injury, perhaps uh, we would be able to regenerate the axons of neurons given that our filaments had so much neural activity. So that's the genesis of, of my interest in spinal cord injury. I, I was um, very interested in, in making that happen. I reached out to people that um, were experts in neurology since, you know, we, we are not, I mean, we are chemists and material scientists. And uh, so we were newcomers to the, the, say, the world of clinical uh, medicine for spinal cord injury. I mean, that was a totally new thing for us. This is like now 2004, 2005. 
Okay. And uh, we um, reached out to people. We talked to a lot of people. And I, um, I uh, partnered with one of my colleagues in the neurology department, uh, Dr. Kessler. And he and I started working together on spinal cord injury. We did the first model. And uh, three years later, approximately 2008, we published our first paper. And then that paper, we showed that indeed the filaments, when they were placed at the site of injury in the spinal cord, were able to restore some uh, ability uh, to the mice uh, to uh, move and, and to basically reverse the at least partly the paralysis that had, they had suffered. So that was a, a tremendously exciting um, uh, finding. Uh, we published that paper, this is 2008, but uh, the injuries that we were um, dealing with were very mild injuries and um, we, uh, the, the recovery was partial. I mean, there were still many issues that we had to deal with to make it better. And, and since that time, I have been working and published a few papers here and there, but, uh, it, but it was five years ago when uh, we uh, suddenly made a discovery. Uh, and this is when the work that you just heard about in November, when it was published, this is when everything uh, started. So it was roughly five years ago. Uh, around you know 2016 or so after many years of thinking and, and trying different things and doing a lot of work in the laboratory and, and then a discovery came uh, revealing to us that the motion of the molecules inside those filaments and that's why this was the, the metaphor used for our work which was my idea was to call them dancing molecules, right? Because uh, it, it's obviously a metaphor and the metaphor describes the notion that inside the filament, the molecules that carry the signals, they can move a lot or not move at all. And we discovered that we had the possibility to change the chemical structure of those molecules and tune the intensity of the motion. And then the most fascinating discovery came, um, and this is now getting pretty close to the present, um, and where we found that when this motion was intensified, we got remarkable recovery from the injury in the model. And, uh, and not only we got great recovery, but the injuries were severe, not mild, and not only did we see walking ability and reversal of paralysis, but when we looked into the spinal cord, we discovered that we had regenerated a lot of the structures that had been destroyed by the injury. So for example, uh, blood vessels that were ruptured, they regrew, they formed again. Uh, axons, which are the cables, basically, you know, I, I, I I, I think of them as the electrical cables that allow us to sense things and to move. Um, those, and those get severed as a result of the injury or they get damaged and they become dysfunctional. 
Uh, one of the things that can happen to them is in addition to severing, you know, just literally uh, being cut. And so if you cut the cable, you can't transmit the electrical signal, right? I mean, that is like electricity in your home, right? And, uh, but the other thing is that these axons have this uh, insulating uh, material called myelin and the myelin, which it can be also destroyed by the, by the injury, we observed that it had reformed around the cables. So, and the, and the cables grew also, they regenerated. So we had less scar formation, which is also a very important uh, aspect of spinal cord injury. So we were absolutely amazed, you know, it amazed our, you know, us, you know, to see the power that the, uh, these molecules with lots of motion had uh, to cause these effects in signal cells and help them uh, repair the core. And this, this happened, you know, maybe, I mean, I think the first time we saw it was probably about three years ago or so. And then it took another three years, I would think took another two years to, uh, to finish the work so that we could submit it for publication. We went for the best journal, you know, science, top journal uh, in the world. And, um, and, and of course, they're very demanding about what they publish. And, and so we had to get it perfectly well uh, um, and structured, the, the publication that is. That took, took a whole year to write this article. Wow. And so here we are. Yeah, no, I, it, it's, uh, you know, I will definitely include a couple of articles in, in the podcast notes so that people can check them out and, and get a better idea and see. I saw some video of the, the mice walking after, after uh, receiving the, the filament. And, and so is the filament, you just kind of juiced the filament up and, and got it to create these dancing molecules as you, you described them. Um, exactly. And so is it other than kind of, you know, speeding up those molecules, is it still the same filament that you started working with back in, um, you know, 04, 08, um, or whatever it was there? Well, uh, yes and no. <laughs> okay. Uh, the, the yes part is that yes is still a filament. Uh, is still made of the same variety of molecules, you know, a very broad class, you know, of which you could have millions, right, of different examples. So same variety of molecules. Uh, and that's the yes part, right? Uh, oh, and, and there's one other yes part. Uh, one of the signals that we used, uh, one of the biological signals was the same signal that we used in the paper in 2008. The new publication of, to 20, of 2021 uh, has two signals, not one. Okay. And that's, that's, that's a very, very important difference. And in, 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 in having two signals in the same filament is a very, is a great challenge. It's not a, a simple matter of mixing two things. You know, it is actually pretty difficult to get the two different types of molecules to co-localize um, into the same filament. There's a, there's a, there are all kinds of hurdles that you have to overcome. And so that was a 
one of the difficulties we faced, but this time there are two signals. And, and we discovered that having two signals instead of just one type of signal makes all the difference in the world. So that's a new thing. And then is the dancing part, which is the other new axis. So the, the, the dancing part, which is the motion of these molecules, that's totally new. And, um, and we did not see that in 2008. We did not think about that in 2008. We had no idea that this could be a factor. And, and so, so that's why I said is yes and no, right? Uh, but I think, you know, the more I think about it is mostly no, it's something very different from 2008. Okay. Okay, so, um, you, you know, you, you guys cut the spinal cord of the, of the mice and do you immediately uh, inject them with the filament then at that point? Or do you, is it a, do you let some scar tissue start building up first or how, how, did, how does the, the research go in that manner? Yeah, we don't cut the spinal cord. Oh, you we, don't? Okay. We, we do not, no, we do not cut the spinal cord. We wanted you know, to do this model uh, to simulate as best we could uh, what actually happens to humans, you know, unfortunately, right? So, okay. so we wanted to simulate what actually happens to, to humans. Uh, and, and of course, you know, I must say, you know, you, you understand that this is done in the most humane way, I mean, is tightly regulated. Sure. You know, the animals are treated, you know, amazingly well and everything is done very humane, humanely and, but that's always the case, you know, but unfortunately in medicine, you know, we have no choice, but, you know, to look at animal models before we uh, take things into humans, you know, and uh, we all wish that we didn't have to do that, but uh, that's reality, right? Yeah. And so we wanted to, to simulate the, inj the human injury. So, so rather than cutting, we just basically impose, you know, I mean, the animal doesn't know what's going on. It's under anesthesia, right? So, but, uh, but there is a, 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 a heavy weight that drops on the spinal cord, on the spine. And, and this is what happened. This is how humans are injured right. in car accidents right? Or in a sports injury uh, or in an, in, in an explosion or a gunshot wound or whatever it is, uh, a, a terrible fall, right? So you, you have a force on the spine, you know, on your, uh, your spine, you know, the bones and then the spinal cord, which is a very fragile structure surrounded by the bones of, your, of the spine. Uh, is, uh, is injured because the blow is so hard that the bones break, right? The bones that protect the spinal cord, they break. And so then this force damages the spinal cord. So it's, it's like a contusion, you know, it's a, it's a compressive force. So that's what we do. And then, uh, and then after that, uh, we wait 24 hours before we do anything, okay. you know? Uh, the, uh, you know, the, it's like a, doing a surgery, basically, the animal wakes up again, I mean, you know, we, we suture, we, and, and there's still anesthesia and all of that, I mean, so the animal doesn't really know what's happening, and, the, but the, the but, but the, uh, we wait 24 hours before we do anything. Okay. 
And, and then 24 hours later, we go back in, okay? And uh, which is something I should say that could be eventually when we manage to translate this to humans, maybe one of the ways in which we will do it, right? So that after the, there is the, the injury, you come into the, um, into the OR, into the operating room and orthopedic surgeons and neurosurgeons have to fix your spine. You know, you have broken bones. Right. So they have to stabilize you, right? And, um, and so they need to take care of that right away. So we waited 24 hours thinking that people don't get to the OR necessarily immediately. They, they may, you know, if, if you are in this skiing in the mountains, right, you may not get to the OR for 24 hours. Right. And right. so we, we did it. I mean, we, we, we wanted to be as, um, uh, you know, as precise as possible in simulating the human injury. So, so then uh, 24 hours later, we go back in and then we inject the therapy. Okay. And so when, how long after the injection are you seeing results of the, the mice being able yes. to regain function? Yes. So after the, the injury, right, and put the injection 24 hours later, uh, the animals are uh, typically fully paralyzed. Okay. And we begin to see the return of function roughly you know it, it, there's some variability here obviously because you know they're not identical you know the animals are not identical and, and we worked with a you know like 152 of them 152 if you can imagine the magnitude of the study yeah. um and about three weeks or so we begin to see some signs of something good is happening and I would say that four weeks out, we uh, see most of them, overwhelming number of them are walking. Wow. Which is, you know, really remarkable. And so four weeks. And, and then, uh, and then the, the study continues. Uh, we, we typically continue the study for 12 weeks total. Um, so it's three months. Uh, and, but most of the improvement in, in the improvement in walking ability, you know, movement, right? Like the way they set their, their, their feet, you know, on, on the floor, um, you know, the gait, uh, the speed with which they walk, you know, all of those, I mean, there are special scales that, you know, numbers that you measure and to quantify this. Uh, most of that recovery occurs during the first four, you know, after, after four weeks. And then it, it sort of plateaus and it's about the same up until 12 weeks. But inside the spinal cord, there are more things going on even after the four weeks. There's more, we, because at 12 weeks, when we harvest the cord and to examine and see what has happened, we see that all the reconstruction that I was telling you about uh, is pretty advanced at that point, uh, at 12 weeks. So, so probably there, 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 I mean, there is more repair going on inside and maybe there is even more improvement in the 
in the movement, but but we cannot really detect it precisely, you know, with the methods that we use to quantify. Okay. But there is still good things going on for three months. Yeah, that's amazing. That that's really uh, exciting as someone with a spinal cord injury. That that yeah. that's really exciting. You, you know, have you had better success? Um, I mean, because like you said, if you are all of the injuries complete injuries or some of them incomplete injuries, have you had better success with one or the other? Um, since well, yeah, since you're not actually cutting them, and um, so you, you know, yeah. the weight's probably going to impact each my, uh, each mouse different. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so. People do use the model where they cut the spinal cord. That's been, is a transection, you know, that's called a transection and people use that model. We decided we didn't want to use that model uh, because as I said, it's not very uh, 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 representative of what typically happens to, to people. And, um, and, and so uh, in, in this, the study of this paper, of the, the science paper in 2021, the November paper, uh, the, the injury is considered severe, okay? And so I would expect that anything less than that would be even better. You know, the recovery might be even better. Uh, but this one is as, it's classified as severe. Okay. And that, you know, the classification has to do with the weight that you use to induce the injury. Right. Okay. And um, so, so Dr. Shop, I'm a quadriplegic. Uh, um, and these, the, the, it seems like, the, at least on the video I saw of the mice, um, it seemed like they were fully capable of moving their upper body. Yeah. So, um, you know, is this something that's going to be able to be used regardless of the level of injury? Or is it going to be something more beneficial to people that just lost lower body function? Yes. So that's a great question. You know, uh, and, and of course, uh, you, you, you know, every, everything you and I have been talking about so far, right, is, is very relevant to the acute injury, right? So the, the injury that has occurred, uh, you know, very, very, very recently, right? And, and you, you have a patient that is going to be treated within a day or two or three days of the injury, right? right. And, 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 and the patient at that point, of course, is paralyzed. Uh, as you know, some people recover slightly after, you know, a few days, but the overwhelming majority do not, right? right. And, and so um, the... Uh, you know that so so our our strategy in in therapy is is meant to treat that situation we call it the acute injury so that for the patient that does will not recover after three or four days and so it's paralyzed at that point and then the, the, the therapy will be done and hopefully some recovery of function will occur it doesn't mean that it will look like the the you know movement the way the mouse moves but but it could be some partial recovery of function uh, of many different types of function, actually, not just walking, right? Uh, bladder control, whatever it is, you know, other pain, you know, and, 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 and so there will be varying degrees. Now, 
the position of the injury will be an important variable and, and we are going to study this. And so there, there are two things that we, um, th that we have in our plan. Uh, so my obsession right now, you know, as, as a scientist, right, mm -hmm. is to try to help people who have the chronic injury, okay? So the acute injury work will continue, uh, but will continue mostly because uh, we are going to take it to the FDA for approval, okay? So that we can begin to eradicate paralysis, right? So we can begin to eradicate. I mean, that's, that's the function of the acute injury treatment. Right. We'll go to the FDA, we'll do, they're gonna ask us to do all kinds of testing. And, 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 and I, you know, I was so fortunate that a, a, a very uh, wealthy individual, you know, uh, recently uh, provided a gift to us, which I mean, is just something amazing. I, I, a gift to, um, so that we could use the gift to cover the expenses that we're going to incur in taking this to the FDA. So, which is just magical, you know. Oh, I mean, wonderful, wonderful. The world has wonderful people, you know. And, uh, and, and, and so, so I'm very thankful for that. You know, we'll always be grateful for that. So that's going to continue, okay? That's one road. But then my, my next goal is to then look at the chronic injury the injury of that occurred a long time ago or you know earlier months years whatever right um and in coupled to that of course in the chronic injury is probably uh the position of the injury is probably important and, and so we're gonna we are right now forming a team of people and i am engaging people in my lab to i mean we are as we speak already starting on the chronic injury. Oh, so, I love to hear that. I love to Yeah, you, you know, and the chronic injury is, is more challenging. And, right. and why is it more challenging? Well, the reason it's more challenging is because of the gliosis, the glial scar. That's the reason, it's one of the reasons. It, it may turn out that our therapy will be very similar. In fact, it could be identical, okay? So it's not the therapy that's going to change necessarily. It's the, the way in which we deliver the therapy to the cord. Gotcha. A cord that has been injured already and has uh, gliosis in it. And so we, we have all kinds of strategies that, you know, it's premature to share them all with you right now, but trust me, we are, we have some great ideas. And so, um, and, and, and so I'm with my, my team in the lab, uh, we are already working on it. Um, I have been offered support to work on the, on the chronic injury. People are sending me gifts and, 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 and uh, you know, we are going to uh, also, of course, apply for federal grants as well, you know, which is uh, something that we scientists do all the time. You know, we need, um, but of course, we need our budget to be settled, you know, because that's where the mo that money comes from. But, you know, we, we are applying, you know, for federal grants uh, so that we can do, so we can work on the chronic injury. I am going to 
dedicate myself to doing something for the chronic injury. I don't know if I will succeed, but I can tell you it will not be for lack of interest or for, or I, you know, I, I have a phenomenal team in my lab of, you know, bright young people that work with me and we're going to put our minds together to make it work. Oh, that, that's amazing. I can't thank you enough from myself and, and others in the, in the spinal cord injury community. We, we definitely appreciate it because that, yeah, the chronic injuries, it seems like yeah, everybody's trying to, to fi- you know, figure out how to stop the acute injury and, instead of, uh, you know, and, and sometimes we get left. I can't tell you how excited I am about our new research on the chronic injury. And, and as I said, it's not that it's going to be a, a totally different thing. No, I mean, it's, it, it's going to be similar. You know, the actual therapy is going to be similar. Right. Uh, but, but it's going to be uh, our, our current therapy plus. And because in the, it, you need to de- deal with, with a glial scar. And, yeah. uh, and, and I'm going to surround myself with the brightest neurosurgeons in the world that I can find and uh, to work with the surgeons, right? Because they're, they're the ones, I'm going to be the one who develops the, the strategy, the therapy, right? But it is the surgeon who's going to be in front of the chronically injured cord and will have to administer the therapy. So I'm going to surround myself with neurosurgeons and uh, work with them to make sure that, you know, with combinations of my, you know, our therapy and the new instruments that are now available in in the OR and also the imaging techniques that are, have advanced so much. Like for example, in MRI has advanced a lot and, and, and this is going to help us locate the places where we need to go and, and treat the patient. Yeah, I actually just um, last week spoke with Dr. Dylan McCready down in, at Texas A&M University, and uh, he said that he was he was kind of on the the outside of your research back originally, and uh, I told him I was going to be speaking with you this week, and he said like he he's really excited to see where you're where this research goes because yeah he he had like a, a small part in it early on in, in its infancy um yeah. which is which is awesome and, and yeah i guess he's working on his lab down there is working on some pretty cool um imaging uh imaging right. yeah we, we need a collection of things right we need the therapy we need the imaging we need the surgical technique right so we need to integrate all those pieces and, you know, I, uh, I'm going to be engaged in all aspects of this in my, with my team. You know, we, we, we're going we're gonna to engage at all levels. And, um, and, and, and I'm going to drum up the support that I need to make sure it happens. Uh, so, um, you know, so, so it is something that, I mean, it's something I, I will work on this the rest of my life, you know. And, and, and if I don't get to solve the problem, uh, my hope is that uh, somebody else will start where I end and eventually make it happen. Yeah. And, and, you know, there are a lot of young people, as you know, as you know uh, who have you know, a lot of life in front of them, right? Mm-hmm. So there is a lot of hope. 
Absolutely. Uh, Dr. Stubb, I just have a couple more quick questions for you and I'll let you go. I know I, I appreciate you being so, uh, so kind with your time uh, with sure. us here. Um, yeah, so I want to know where, where does this, like, at least for the, the, as it stands now with the, you know, you guys working on the acute injury uh, solution, uh, you know, where do you see the treatment going? Is this going to be just a one-time shot, maybe a two-time shot? Is it, are, are you hoping to have this in like trauma centers around the country and the world so that it can just easily be administered? Um, you know, where do you go? I guess, and, and I guess that that all depends on the FDA approval yes. at some point. So absolutely, absolutely. So, so the journey for 2022, right? I just at the very start of the year, as I, as I mentioned to you, I have this gift, you know, that I received. I received this gift just so that you know, about two weeks ago. Oh wow! So it was after the paper was published. Okay. Wonderful. So so. Uh, the um, so we in quor first quarter 2022 we started the journey with the FDA. You know, quarter first quarter, second quarter. Uh, so what we're doing right now is kind of putting together all the information that we have, doing some additional testing, so that we can come to the FDA with a package of information, and they can tell us. Okay, so they're gonna say. If you want approval for clinical trials, this is what you need to do. And so they'll tell us what you need to do. Okay. And, uh, and we'll go back, do everything. We will use the gift for that purpose, you know, because you have to hire, um, you know, research organizations to help you get the data that the FDA wants. You know, you got to look at toxicology and all kinds of things, you know, like when they're approving drugs, right? And this is a very similar process because this is considered a drug. Uh, and uh, even though it's a material, but it's a material drug. It's a new concept, okay? okay. And, uh, you know, the filaments make a, a network, make a hydrogel. It's a material, but it is a drug. And, and so, um, so, so then uh, once we get approval from the FDA and, and I'm going to plea with them to see if they would fast track it, you know, given the, the urgency of the matter, right? And uh, because there are no other solutions available. And so we'll see. Uh, but that depends on them, you know. Uh, that not, doesn't depend on me, depends on the FDA. And so if once we get approval, then the first thing that will happen is we'll start a clinical trial. At that point, we're going to be... Um, uh, you know, and I, I'm just dreaming that I can get there ASAP and, um, and, and be organizing uh, the trial. We will probably do it here, you know, maybe we'll start it here, but we can enroll patients. You know, we can start it at Northwestern here in Chicago, uh, but which is where, is where we are, you know, that's where our team is. Uh, but we, we uh, can enroll patients, we can enroll other hospitals, you know, as part of the clinical trial. So they will be in different places. One of the things that I'm telling the, the, the many people that have written to me, you know, and there are a lot of people who have written to me, uh, I am explaining that we are creating a database, you know, so that everybody who has written to us, and it doesn't matter to me what the nature of the problem is, you know, because everybody's problem is a little different, but we're creating a database so that we, when we are in a position 
to conduct the clinical trials, we can, uh, we can look at this database and maybe contact people and, and reach out uh, to see who might be the best uh, candidates for the trial. Uh, but, but, you know, if it works, you know, it should be broadly distributed everywhere. It would be something, you know, my vision is that it would be something, you know, both for the acute and eventually for the chronic, that it would be something that hospitals would have available. And, and, and it would be new procedure, a new procedure that is available for the injured. Well, it you know, I, I haven't been this excited in a long time, Dr. Stuff, hearing about a new a new technology coming to light. And, you know, I wish you all the best. I, I definitely you. appreciate your time coming on the show and, and Absolutely. Kind of our audience. Uh, and, uh, and my best wishes to you, Jeremy, for uh, a happy holidays and a happy new year. And, and stay away oh. from Omicron. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing my best. I'm doing my best. You as and, well. Uh, <laughs> And yeah, maybe we can, uh, I would love to, to catch up with you um, maybe down the road a ways when you're, when you're, you're a little further into your chronic, uh, chronic SCI study. And Absolutely. I, and I, I thank you for having me on the show and, uh, and um, thanks so much for the invitation. And I hope the information I relayed is useful to many people. I, I think it will be. I think it will be. Dr. Samuel Stupp, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, have a, have a happy holidays. We'll, we'll catch up again down the road a ways. Same to you. Bye, Jeremy. Bye. All right. That was Dr. Samuel Stupp, uh, Northwestern University. You heard the whole, uh, the whole rundown of his, of his bio. He's, he's doing a lot of, a lot of big things, has done a lot of big things in his career. And yeah, I mean, this is, yeah, this is, this bigger is, than uh, my rap sheet. Yeah, <laughs> and I thought that was pretty big. Yeah, no, that's uh, we're right, and I just, I just get the feeling, man, that we're so close, and I've said that before, but it, it feels but, like it. Yeah, based on the energy that's coming off in the interview. Yeah, yeah, and I, I mean, I don't. Why should we reserve our our excitement? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? What? Don't do it. I yeah, just think no, it's you so cool. Be looking forward to the future, man. Yeah. Always. I think it's just so cool that he would talk to you, right? And you, know. you know, you look at that list of credentials that he has and all the important work that he's doing. But he right. takes the time out to talk to you yeah. because you know why? Because you're in sure you looked at what you've been doing, and he's like, the work, you know, yeah. isn't research, but the work that Jeremy's doing with these interviews is important. Well, I, I mean, that, I, man, when I he yeah. when he I talked about, is. you know, in the beginning of the interview. Um, you said, hey, like, what was it like when Joe Rogan shared your your research um, and, like, all the media frenzy that ensued after that? Well, that he made he – And you're made a part it, of that. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. that's cool. Well, and he kind of made it sound like that. You know, he mentioned a couple times that they just got a, a large gift, large monetary gift from a private, uh, private donor and that that happened after that – after the media coverage of yeah, the right. of the article, which you know Joe Rogan tweeting that out, I'm sure did not hurt one bit. No, but I see you not. know we we all see what podcast another stuff came on. Another thing yeah. wasn't Joe Rogan. Was <clears> another thing that one. that's right. Another thing yours. that he said was um, the partnerships are going to be um, extremely important to if and when they get FDA approval to the rollout of these 
um, and bringing in and teaching neuroscientists how to administer it, right? Yeah. And, you know, here we are again uh, with, the, with the Live to Walk Again Foundation and essentially our mission, right, is connecting the dots. Right. And we're part of that too, you know, like, so let's, let's give it some credit. Let's give ourselves a pat on the back. I will. Yeah, yeah I will. I mean, you know, I we, we work hard. I mean, we definitely do work hard. I know we joke around a lot on this show, but trying to keep it light a little bit. And because, I mean, you know, I feel like if you can't laugh about this, like you're going to cry, right? So, I mean, this because this shit's hard. Like this, this injury is hard. And we understand. I, I know what you guys are going through. If anybody, anybody with a spinal cord injury out there that's listening. So, I mean yeah like let's these are the type of people we need to be following and and you know researching and, and connecting with so that we can when and if uh this gets fda approval which i'm sure it will uh you know this is this is a game changer for sure and even if they never get the part right to treat chronic injuries if they're able to figure out how to not make anybody else have this injury i'm happy to or or the fact that there's other applications for maybe ms right yeah right you know other nerve damage type uh uh, yeah this the diseases yeah this goes a long way you know one thing i wanted to talk about too we you know because i mistakenly said to him you know i know you see you guys you know cut the spinal cord or whatever damage yeah because i thought you know that's how they usually do transecting the spinal cord or whatever um but he was like no we didn't do that we wanted to make it more seem more they wanted to replicate trauma yeah replicating an actual traumatic injury which is what 99 percent of spinal cord injuries are so i thought that was a great way of looking at it yes you know a, a, a more a more real world yeah. way of looking at it. So they're they're dropping weights on these mice, which I mean sounds cruel, but you know, think you know, we appreciate what those mice are sacrificing oh for gosh, us yeah. and everything. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, like what a that, that I, I just appreciate that that's kind of so like none of those injuries are exactly the same, but they have they're having the same results. Like, yeah, they're having success with all of them. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I brought some bricks to throw at you today, so maybe we could get you an acute injury. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? Because I uh, roasted you guys. Yeah, because you roasted podcast? us last gonna, week. Yeah. yeah, all right. I thought you were going to tie some bricks to like the bottom of his feet and throw them in the water. <laughs> throw them That's in the why lake. I was like, what? Well, <laughs> well, if it keeps raining here, we won't even have to yeah, throw yeah, them in the lake. We'll just, far. It's been we're just going to cut the, uh, the e-brake on your chair and just... Let you go down the hill, these bro. Are, these are not funny jokes. These are not <laughs> funny jokes. But, uh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, you guys, you guys both were excited about this one, too. I was. I, I thought this was yeah. incredible. So, I think, I mean, that's it, I guess. You guys have anything else? No, just stay tuned for next week. Next week, actually, I just uh, talked to our guy. Cesar Flores, uh, Casey Beats, the, he's a rapper as well. Um, but he is coming on because we're going to speak about ma- managing getting back into school and like working with, um, you know, assistive uh, the, the department to help you, you know, get through and like accommodations for for getting back into college after a mm. spinal cord injury well, you which i that. think is pretty important yeah i mean I, and i told them i'm like man yeah i you know they were decent over here like i didn't really have much to 
you know, I mean, they, it was kind of flaky though. Cause like I would have note takers in class and like, sometimes they would show up, sometimes they wouldn't. Mm. So, uh, it was always kind of hit or miss, but like he said, he's had some really good, um, experiences and thinks that he can share some stuff. So, uh, I'm going to talk to him in the next couple of days and we're going to, we're going to do another, another show with him next week. And you know, we have some cool, some cool guests coming up. So I hope everybody is enjoying this and stay tuned and, you know, like we said, like, share, rate, review, all that good stuff. You can rate us on uh, Spotify now. It doesn't, because I think Apple five is the Five stars are better. Yeah, five stars only, please. Because I think Apple is the only one you could rate on before now. So, yeah, if you're listening on Spotify, hit that five-star rating, please. And we will talk to you guys next week. All right. 